Well, the kid could act, huh? Here he is, Larry Matthews. Hi, Larry. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I am well. Thank you very much. Uh, the only surviving, aside, of course, from Dick, De- Dick Van Dyke, the only surviving cast member of the Dick Van Dyke show. Do you remember, or maybe you were too young to remember, your parents might have had to tell you the story of how you got cast in the first place? Oh, no, I remember. <laughs> I remember very well. And by the way, before I get into that, that was a pretty great clip you just played. Probably my best acting performance on the show I did in terms of a serious acting, which was really cool. So thanks for playing that. That was one of my favorite scenes ever. So, um, And there's a story behind that, but um, but I'll tell you that later uh, if you want to hear it. Anyway, back to the casting thing. Um, no, uh, the casting thing was great. I was, uh, I'm one of seven children, so... And I'm the number six kid. So I was always the one out kind of just being, you know, a, a complete extrovert and, and, you know, hamming it up and, you know, imitating whatever I saw on television. And it was great. So, um, so the, our mailman, believe it or not, um, would see me, you know, out in the steps imitating the chipmunks, believe it or not. And, um, and then he came back to my mom and he says, look, you know, do you think would Larry like to possibly, you know, I have some acting lessons from this woman. I know she was a, a, a teacher for child stars, basically, or child actors. And she said, yeah, I said yes, and that was kind of cool. So we went and started doing that, and it came, it was great. And um, I went on, a, went on the interview for um, uh, the Dick Van Dyke show, and I remember vividly sitting with Carl, and Carl, you know, the first show I was, I was in, the, I was sick, so there was, I had a, you know, was supposed to have a cold or something, so... And um, Carl said, okay, I want you to tell me your stomach hurts. And I go, okay, I said, fine. Oh, my tummy hurts. I'm like, okay, that's great. And then a couple other stuff that he asked me to do, and we just kind of played through a couple things. And it came down to me and another, another kid, and um, I know Carl wanted somebody who had never really um, had any experience or done anything. They just wanted some, a new kid to kind of get in there and just so they could just have him become Richie. And so they picked me, and there we go. Hmm. Uh, was it always about animals? So there was that duck issue. Uh, I want to hear the rest of that story. And I also want to know if it's true that they had to put a worm on the top of your head for the woodpecker uh, episode. That, that is a true. That's very true. And it freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> um, you know, and the, ep- the episode, the, the, the whole premise of it was that this woodpecker kept attacking, attacking Richie on his head. And it turns out that all he really wanted was Richie's hair to make his nest. But, you know, Richie was freaking out. And so then they had a, um, they had a, um, uh, a scene where I came in in a pith helmet to, to <laughs> stop the woodpecker from pecking at my head. And then finally, um, once I found out what was going on, because he was, you know, one of my hair, I'm going like, and they bought the woodpecker. And I go, okay, you here, have some. And I, I bend over and the woodpecker pecks my head. So they put a worm on my head to, so he could actually, you know, for something for him to go for. And I mean, I remember I was just like, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. This is, I'm just, it's a worm. It's disgusting. Mommy, there's a worm on my head. I can't have it. Don't worry. Don't worry. to be fine. And sure enough, it was. And it, I didn't even realize it really. And it was kind of fun. So tell me more about the yeah. duck episode. You said there's a story behind that little clip we heard. So basically, um, that scene was, um, I was very upset because we were going to have to put the duck back into the pond and I had grown very, you know, attached to the ducks. And so 
I had to kind of be crying in the scene and, and I went to my, and I had never really done that in any episode because, you know, there wasn't any real call for it. And so, um, I went to the, um, to my mother and I said, look, mom, I said, I got to cry for the scene and I don't know how I could do it. And she says, um, she goes, um, well, why don't you go talk to Mr. Leonard Sheldon and ask him cause he's, you know, he can help you out with that. So I went and I went to Sheldon and I told him what was going on. And before we went on stage, he sat, sat, uh, sat with me back in the back of the, of the scene of the set. And, um, and he basically leaned, um, knelt down and, and grabbed my shoulders. And he told me this like heart wrenching story of how he lost his dog. And he was, oh. it was just really traumatic for him and this and that. And in a, you know, a couple of minutes, I was just bawling because I'm because I'm a real animal lover. I just we love animals, and so I just I was just a mess. And I went on stage and I did the great scene there, and I was really proud of that. Turns out Sheldon didn't have a dog, and never really that it never really happened, <laughs> which is how brilliant he really is or was, I should say. Oh my um, gosh! Well, you know, you know, uh, uh, this is incredible. So I'm going to actually call an audible here. And by the way, after the football game, OB and uh, Hampton will be here as they always are uh, after the Bears game. But, you know, here's the problem I have. Uh, We're running late here. We're out of time with you in theory, unless, unless you can hold on a couple more minutes. Oh, I can hang on a couple minutes. That's not a problem. All right. In fact, we've got a special person for you to talk to who I know you know, Georgiana Rodriguez, who is Rosemary's daughter, and I know you were very close with Rosemary. So we'll do that when we're very close. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that when we come back. A salute to the Dick Van Dyke show on WGN. That of course is Sally Rogers with Maury Amsterdam or Rosemary and I'm getting all their names mixed up here. Rosemary and the writer on that show. Who did Maury Amsterdam play? Help me out a little bit. Buddy Sorrell. Um, Buddy Sorrell, thank yeah. you. And the voice you just heard, who saved my life, uh, is Georgiana Rodriguez, Rosemary's daughter. Uh, and on the phone also is Larry Matthews, who played Richie Petri. Hi, Larry. Hi, Noop. How you doing? Okay, how are you? What's the Noop? I'm um, great. Oh, the Noop is my nickname. Noopy is my nickname that was given to me by my father. And uh, he uh, always had nicknames for everybody, and a nose to him was a Noop. <laughs> and I was constantly getting things on my nose. So he called me Noop, and then it became Noopy. Did you guys grow up together? Uh, technically, I guess, yeah, to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you yeah. know, I'm older yeah. than Larry, God knows, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the show was a very formidable part of our lives. What was it like on the set? No one has anything bad to say. I can't get any nastiness out of anyone. What was it like? Well, uh, it was, you know, uh, you know, Larry, Larry knows too. It was always upbeat. It was always great. It was fun. And, uh, I was actually going to school at the time. So I wasn't really on the set that much except during show times. But, um, you know, it was the few times that I was on the set, I would walk on and I'd hear laughing and joking and it was it was that kind of an atmosphere, and I think Larry can kind of back me up on that. You know, Larry? 
Yeah, it was, it was um, basically, it's funny, you know, you hear the old cliche of, you know, it was a family, right? But we really were a family because we everybody liked each other and we would hang out together, um, you know, as the, both the cast members and the, 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 you know, sons and daughters, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, and whenever anybody came on the set, it was just so much fun. I, I, you know, Nupi was there. I would always love to, to talk to her and hang and just, you know, she was just such a, a, a lovely person and, and and then you know dick's kids we and, became and, very know, close with larry's family and his mom yeah and everything because it is an italian background and you know that always means family italian and you yeah. know we became really really close so, which is uh, yeah. wonderful yeah rosemary tells a story famously that you know, and Rosemarie was a well-known commodity in showbiz. She had been on stage since she was, what, two years old. And, and now she's being asked to do a program called The Dick Van Dyke Show. And she said, what is a Dick Van Dyke? Correct. <laughs> Correct. She actually did say that. And, and uh, she had been working, you know, as you said, since uh, she was three. And, um, and then she was doing clubs and all of that and then switched over to TV. And when this came up through Danny Thomas, uh, they said, well, you know, we want you to do this sitcom. And it's, you know, we're going to call it the Dick Van Dyke Show. And that's exactly what she said. She said, what is a Dick Van Dyke? And then once the and, show began, you know, once everyone was cast and, and everyone was put together, she, she talked about, I believe, your mom did, uh, about how she and Mary Tyler Moore, they didn't exactly hit it off very well until much later in life. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it, you know, in the beginning, she was told that it was going to focus mostly on the office. And right. that's what she thought was going to happen. And then when Mary came on the scene and things started to work with uh, Mary more, then she kind of got upset about it, and she actually admitted later that she was probably jealous about it because she wanted more times on camera. You know, my mother loved to work. That was her, I mean, that was her life. And and well, the more she worked, the happier she was. Larry? And, and if you see her, you know, documentary wait yes. for your laugh, you can see that. You can see that she never stopped working for, you know, 80-some years. I mean, <laughs> she never stopped working. It was like a drug to her. What, what, what she was had it? to keep working. Larry, I know you want to jump in there, and I'll let you in a second, but I'm curious, what was it about the work that gave her the high, I imagine, that, that kept her going? You know, uh, uh, first of all, she she was raised that that way, and and she absolutely loved it. There was just a very quick story. There was one time when she was doing Four Girls Four, and she was on stage, and I was backstage, and I watched her, and for the first time, it hit me because she was at the end of her act, and they were standing up and cheering and all this stuff. And the look in her face, and that was when it really, I said, my God, she really does love this. She loves it. She lived, she lived for it. She really did. Uh, Larry, I know you wanted to jump in. 
Well, I, you know, we were talking about uh, the, the relationships and everything in Marion, and you know, and there was a there was one time when Rosemary actually um, decided to quit the show, um, and Noopy knows this, and there was a, there was a couple reasons. You know, Noopy's dad had just died, and uh, there's, I can't tell you what I can't say how much of a spectacular man he was. I was close to, like she said, close to the family, close to him, and he was just a, an amazing human being. And, and, and Rose was kind of like, you know, down about that. And then she also, the thing with Mary and she actually said she wasn't coming back. And, and John Rich, who was our director and, and Rose were extremely, extremely close. And John went over to her house and basically spent the entire night with her to the morning, talking her into staying on the show. Hmm. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Larry is absolutely correct. And, and, she she was so, you know, she and my father had a wonderful relationship and everybody on the show knew how close they were. And and when that happened and, you know, it just hit her and she said, I don't think I can do this anymore. She and Maury and Amster. John, she, and that was when John came over and, and, you know, Larry's absolutely right. He stayed there all night with her. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, she, of course, and Maury Amsterdam just had this amazing thing, I guess you call it chemistry, uh, on stage, mm-hmm. on camera, uh, perhaps off stage. you'll tell me. Uh, and it continued. So even after the, the Dick Van Dyke show, they made many appearances on television together. Oh, they were, you know, I mean, she she, she was the one that recommended Maury for the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was, she was the first one cast for the show. I mean, outside of Dick, of course, but... She was the first one cast, and they said, well, you know, you know, we got to get a second writer. Who are we going to get? And all of this. And she said, why don't you get Maury Amsterdam? And then Carl later said that, you know, he thought about it, and he said, wait a minute. You know, Maury's like the human joke machine. You can mention any subject, and he can make a joke out of it. And... Carl said, you know, that might be a good asset to have him on the show. <laughs> and he was living in Yonkers at the time. It turned out to be a totally a totally correct mix of people. So here's the problem. I want to ask you both, and I have some texts that have come in as well. People are saying, ask this or this. And I'm up against the newscast. I know, Larry, I've kept you on for a few minutes longer than I expected to. Uh, so if you've got to jump, or frankly, uh, if you have to jump, uh, Georgiana, I'd understand that too. No, it, it's fine. Great. No, no. Amazing. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, you guys are better than good. You're great. All right. Hold on. You'll hear the best newscast in the world. <laughs> okay. And then we'll come back celebrating 60 years of the Dick Van Dyke Show. We are saluting 60 years of the Dick Van Dyke Show on the telephone. Larry Matthews, you know him as... Richie from the show, Rosemary's daughter, Georgiana Rodriguez, and David Van Dusen has joined us, former publisher and editor of Walnut Times and the producer of the Dick Van Dyke Show 60th Anniversary. Hello, everybody. Hello. How are you? Okay. Hey, David, welcome to the bunch here. And I'm so grateful that Larry and Georgiana have hung out with us a little longer than expected. Uh, what is the what was the Walnut Times? So the Walnut Times was a newsletter about the Dick Van Dyke show um, based upon 
a very famous episode called It May Look Like a Walnut, one of, uh, one of the fans' favorite episodes. Um, and I decided as a fan back in the mid-'90s to start a publication about the show. And um, I'll tell you, Larry and, and Noopy um, and the rest of the Dick Van Dyke Show family are just phenomenal people, very supportive of my endeavor through all those years. And I sort of became a little add-in to the family, if you will, because of Carl Reiner's uh, endorsement and Dick's endorsement of, of the publication. Uh, and Larry and, and Noopy both participated in the 60th anniversary documentary that you just made reference to. Um, I felt the show really needed a tip of the hat as we attained 60 years, and it's still going strong to new generations of fans. It absolutely is. How can people watch that documentary? It's on YouTube. If you go out and Google Dick Van Dyke Show 60th anniversary, it should pop right up. And I think it is a little bit of an interesting and a different look. Um, you know, I'm the age of Larry and, and Noopy and uh, other children of the show. And part of what we did here was we did bring in the second generation family, Dick's son and Andy Gilbert's daughter and Noopy and Larry and Murray Amsterdam's son all to share their perspectives of what it was like during that time to, to be part of the very special show that it, that it is. And the insight um, is absolutely incredible in that special. So I've got a 4,800 text here. So let me just ask some of the questions that people want to know. Clearly, the question you get asked, all of you, every day, people stop you on the street, favorite episode. Larry, let me start with you. Oh... It's hard. There's, you know, I, there were so many good ones, but I guess I, if you're just going to break it down, my favorite episode was probably It May Look Like a Walnut, which is interesting because that just goes back to what Dave was talking about. I just, it was a fun show to do. I love science fiction kind of stuff, I, or, you know, kind of, you know, that kind of genre. And it was just a great, fun show to do. And, and you know, it was, it was such a classic, so. Is it true that Sheldon Leonard, I believe, who uh, was one of the producers on the show, uh, did did he say, no, this is awful, and then later apologize for that? That's a David question. I'm not sure. I, that, David? No, that's absolutely that? true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, and uh, when they had the script reading, he said, this is horrible. Forget it. You know, and he just got up and walked out. Wow. And everybody was stunned, and they didn't know what to do. And uh, then when he saw the run-through, he said he was absolutely wrong. What is your favorite episode? If I can call you Noopy so I could be in the family. Sure, too. please. Yay! Please, that's what everybody... Georgiana gets to be too long, and in <laughs> school I was called George, and I wasn't crazy about that. So, anyway, but, uh yeah. Uh, my, you know something? I would have to say all of the episodes where everybody performed. I thought that was so unique about that show, and it showed off everybody's talent. And I think any of those where they, you know, where everybody performed the Christmas show and and the show where they're at, you know, Hiawatha Inn or whatever that name was, and and and. I think that uh, that that just showed everybody off, and everybody always enjoyed that part of the show. And it was very rare at that time to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
questions about Dick Van Dyke here. Uh, oh, hold it. I don't want to do this. David, your favorite episode. I don't want to forget about you. Well, it, no, no I'm, I'm with Larry and, and the Walnuts. And, you know, Larry and I and, and Noopy as well all still have our sense of humor and our thumbs after all these years. That's, 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 uh, and right, Thank God for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so the questions I'm getting are about Dick Van Dyke. A lot of the, why, why isn't he here? Well, we reached out to Dick Van Dyke. He didn't follow up in any, well, still, at some point in time, maybe I'll be lucky enough to speak with him. Uh, do, do any of you keep in touch with him? I mean, um, really only through um, kind of social media stuff. Not, not. I haven't. I, I've talked to Dick, but I haven't talked to him for a bit. And if we ever do any appearances together, which we haven't done for quite a long, long time now, actually, then we would see him. But not as much as you know I used to. Uh, Larry, I think the last time you tell me the last time you were perhaps together, all of you, including Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, not Maury Amsterdam, he was gone already, but everyone else was together, including Rosemary, uh, was on a TV Land award show in 2004? Um, well, no, we actually, uh, no, God, it was, no, that was 2003, I think, and then after that, in 2004 is when we did the, the revisited show. Ah. So we did the actual, uh, the you know, that 150, what, seventh episode, David? Six or seven? 159. Uh, 159, yeah. 59. Sorry. And that was the last time we were all kind of together, except obviously Maury and, and Richard Deacon, obviously, as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how come no one, this is a text, how come no one ever talks about Millie and Jerry? Uh, do you want to address that, newbie? Well, uh, you know, my mother loved um, Anne Morgan Gilbert, and they basically communicated a lot, you know, when the show ended. You know, the show only went for five years, which is pretty short. You know, nowadays they kind of go on a little bit longer, but, you know, the show only went for five years. And so she she basically communicated with them after the show, and as everybody says, everybody was really close. But, um, you know, after the show ends, people go and they do other shows or they do their, you know, they do their thing. But uh, uh, I know that Mother used to talk to uh, Annie all the time. Who was on many, 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 many sitcoms after the uh, Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, yeah. She kept working also. I think she was on Modern Family at one point, too. Yeah, I, indeed. You know. Indeed. Yeah. I believe she was. So I have one more question for each of you. Uh, first, I'll start with Larry. Sorry, Larry. There's a crazy question. Right. What, what might you tell us about the show that even, even those crazy fanatics, of which there are many, might not know? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, you know, I mean, I think, again, it, it kind of goes back to what we touched on earlier, and that is that um, I don't think people realize how close and, and what, a, what a tight-knit group of people we really were. And, and that's why it showed in the show itself, you know, this, you know, because the chemistry was so good, and that makes it such a memorable and, and you know, everlasting show. And again, I, I'm sure the fanatics, some of them know this, but, you know, I, I'm sure everybody knows how really tight everybody was. Okay. What are you doing today, by the way, Larry? 
Me? Yeah. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here watching the well, Columbia River and the boats go by because uh, I retired yeah. a couple of years ago. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Um, yeah. Are you in St. Louis? Where are Where are you seeing the Columbia River? On the border of Oregon and Washington. Okay, I was completely well, off there, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, you were close. <laughs> but I, I, I basically made my career, um, you know, in post-production and production and, and sales in post-production. So 45 years doing everything like that. And then I just finally, you know, after, of course, the show. So then last year during the pandemic, I just said, you know what, it's, I think it's time because the pandemic was very depressing. So, I, you know, it was time to go. Yeah, and we're loving it. We love. Uh, we're having a great life, and things are really great up here. And my wife and I are married almost thirty six years, and so you know everything's great. Yeah, it's not the typical child star story, is it? It's a happy one, which is wonderful. Why do you think that is? I, well, listen, I I, I I witnessed it on on certain people, and I know a lot of you know child stars. And a lot of them really are is had had as great experience as I did, and that was really wonderful. Unfortunately, there was the the, pe- the problem is it's kind of like if you look at a sports too, where the parents want to live their dreams through the kids, and so they just press and press and make it miserable. I mean, uh, I, I we were shot right next door to Danny Thomas's show, the Make Room for Daddy, Danny Thomas and and Rusty Hamer, and Rusty was just beaten up his aunt was just horrible to him hmm. and i watched her yell at him you know and it's like so you know it just when you get that kind of you know um reactions or pressure from your parents or your figures your father mother figures whatever i think it kind of plays a trick on your mind and makes things like not as good newbie i'll ask you the same question uh, what might there be about the show that even the crazy crazy dick van dyke lovers might not know Okay, um, and and Larry can kind of relate to this also. One of the things that I insisted that went into Mother's documentary was that um, the residual schedule at that time, so after, from 1965 on, my mother never got a residual from that show. And when we had it in the documentary and it was screened, the audience used to gasp at that because the show was on. I mean, it's probably on somewhere right now. I mean, yeah. And everybody thought that everybody in the cast was just rolling in money. And, um, it just wasn't true because the whole residual schedule, uh, even Mary didn't, didn't get residuals from that show after 1965. And and so you know, Maury and my mother, uh, Deke, Larry, uh, nobody got paid after a certain amount of time. Now, you know, shows like Friends and stuff like that that are still getting you know e- enormous amounts of money. And people used to think that, um, boy, you guys got to be rolling in it, you know. And it wasn't the case, and that's why Larry had to keep working. That's why my mother had to keep working. <laughs> and that yeah. is that is the you know. And people don't realize that. And 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 uh, that was one of the things that I insisted get put into that documentary because I used to get hit all the time. Boy, you must be rolling in it. 
And I go, uh, no, I'm out there working too. You know, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Listen, <laughs> and, I've got, and, I've and got, a, I've so, got. A... You know, uh, things things uh, uh, changed. Everybody thought Larry, Larry was just rolling in money. Yeah, absolutely and, true. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's not true. You know, and so yeah. I, you know, I think out of out of anything, a lot of people didn't realize. Because the show is on. I mean, it's on constantly. Yeah, well, there and goes my says, idea. Oh, God, was, you guys are, you know, making a fortune here. And I, the I only was, people that are making money off the show are the four that owned it, which yeah. is right. Dick and Carl and Sheldon Leonard and Danny Thomas. All right, there goes my plan to ask you to write me a check. But I will oh. say, I will say <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, sure, I'll loan you some money. No, no, thank you. Thank you. You've loaned us, your mom did. Lots of laughter for a very long time. Larry, I want to thank you as well as Noopy, my new friend. And David, yes. I want you to hang on for a few minutes because I have more to ask you about the documentary, how people can see oh, it, yes. how Everybody it came Everybody watch that documentary. Yep. It is so well done. David did such a fabulous job on that. Right. He really did. All right. I've Can't got a break here. Enough. I've got yeah. a break. I promise. But we'll be back. I promise that, too, on WGN. That, of course, is Alan Brady, or Carl Reiner, as Alan Brady and Mary Tyler Moore. The Dick Van Dyke Show, celebrating 60 years still on the telephone. David Van Dusen, who is the producer of the Dick Van Dyke Show, 60th anniversary special that you can find at no charge on YouTube. Uh, that came about, uh, you, you kind of explained some of it, David, but what we didn't talk about is what... Uh, you wanted to do to help a children's hospital, correct? Yeah, so as Noopy mentioned, right, the owners of the show were Danny Thomas, Sheldon Leonard, Carl Reiner, and Dick Van Dyke. And, and Danny was sort of the, the money man behind the, the show. And, of course, Danny Thomas uh, started St. Jude Children's Hospital. So as I put together the documentary, um, we decided that what we really would like fans to do, fans to do, if they enjoy the, the presentation, is to consider making a donation uh, as a tip of the hat, sort of to the cast and, and crew of the show, to St. Jude as as uh, a nice gesture to, to remember the show and and to help ch- children who are ill and are in need. So, if folks would do that, that would be just a wonderful bonus to this whole thing. You know, the response I've gotten for this show is uh, enormous, Uh, but I suspect it doesn't surprise you, even though we're talking about something that aired at first 60 years ago. Yeah. The show, I think, continues to endure because of the genius of Carl Reiner. Carl knew how to write for those characters. I mean, he just gauged the situation and, you know, so many of them said we were playing ourselves, right? And it was just so natural, and they played off of each other, and everyone wanted it to be the, the best that it could be. And the, the nugget I would share about that fans may not know is guest stars, you know, loved to be on the Dick Van Dyke Show. They sought out trying to be on the Dick Van Dyke Show, and so many of them shared in the documentary that it was so different than appearing on other sitcoms where they really felt like an outsider. On mm. the Van Dyke show, they said they were welcoming. They wanted you to contribute. They make, made you feel like you had been a part of the cast for quite some time. And, you know, guest stars contributed lines and thoughts and jokes, and they stayed in the show. That's pretty And it incredible. was remarkable. And, yep. well, yeah, and, David- and they said, you know, my resume is pretty long, but boy... 
to have the fact that I was on the Dick Van Dyke show on my resume is sort of like the, the gem of my resume. Well, you've got the Dick Van Dyke show on your resume as producer of the Dick Van Dyke show 60th anniversary, which you can see on YouTube. David, it's been a pleasure getting to know you some. Thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday. Thank you, Steve. It was a, a fun hour. I'm glad Noopy could join and Larry could join. And I hope fans out there uh, continue to enjoy the show for many more years to come.